Hi, everyone. Hi. Hello. Bienvenue. Welcome back to another rotted episode of the Up and the Ow. Okay. Podcast. I'm Gunter. We never introduce ourselves. I know. And I'm Trevor. We are your co-hosts of this lovely podcast. If this is your first time stumbling upon us, yeah. welcome to the dysfunction Willkommen. that is this podcast. Willkommen. Sometimes um, it is not a discussion and it's a, a lecture, but... I oh, am a teacher said, by trade. I so. said dysfunction. Oh, dysfunction. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent dysfunction. Um, but we are two gays in our twenties and we just like to sit here and talk and chat and, uh, which translates to mental health issues, old. body image issues, <laughs> old. We love pop divas. We want to be pop divas, but we could never be pop divas because we are not that kind of girl. We can and will be political at times, <laughs> but... And then we will compliment your shoes. Yes. Um, and then spill the tea, which I'm drinking. I'm drinking a chai, is, a homemade chai which tea. Which he doesn't ever drink chai tea, so I'm a little confused. What are your thoughts? Um, it could use a little more pizzazz. Really? It is, it is not as, like... It's not as spicy as I thought it was going to be. Okay. On the package, it was like black pepper, spices, mm-hmm. bleh, cinnamon. And I was like, oh, okay, this sounds like it's going to be like barbecue almost. Oh, in a cup? Well, yeah. I mean, black pepper, cinnamon, all these other things. People use that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's, it needs a little more of like a spike to it, but it's, it's not bad. I put some sugar and almond milk in it and uh, good. It's decaf. It is a rainy, thundery, stormy Okay, I literally feel like we always record when it's thunderstorming. Is that just like... We don't always, but there have (laughs) been quite a few episodes where it's been like pouring rain in the background, thundering, and it just felt right. It's cozy. 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 (laughs) Uh, Well, speaking of cozy, that's why I made the tea. Normally Uh I'm drinking like an iced coffee or a Wawa or Mm. whatever. A Wawa sandwich. He blends it up and drinks. Yeah. It, uh, Do you know what Wawa is even? I feel like that's from like a TV show and I'm not no. getting it. It's a like gas station in New Jersey that is like loved, oh. like beloved. Like, Wawa. And they make amazing sandwiches. Oh, I've heard but, of Wawa. I've never been to a Wawa. Honestly, neither have I. Eek. And you're from Jersey. I know, yeah. <laughs> but, Speak about what you know about them. I know, I know. Well, okay. We're back into the flow of things. I, I don't think there ever really is a flow. True, but we always talk about our ups and our outs of the week. Yeah. So um, our ups, I I don't know why I'm feeling like I need to explain everything. Maybe I'm just manifesting that we're going to have a bunch of new viewers. But our ups are our good things that happen and our outs are our bad things. Also, can I just, I'm going to interject and say you're, your vocalism, like your the way you're projecting your voice right now, is giving teacher. It's giving like, hello, children. Everything is very, and I love it. You love, I love it. I love it. Oh, okay. I thought it's you were going to be like, it's No, it's, ugly. it's giving like <laughs> confident host. Okay, confident host. Um, But yeah, Gunter. Confident ho. Do we want to start? With ups or outs this week? Let's start with our ups. Okay, should I go first since yours yes, kind of... Yes, mine is okay. related, yeah. Y'all, you may not know this, but we are two queers living in the deep southeast. <laughs> okay. Mississippi. Well, mid-south. Call it, call it what yeah. it is. We're in the Bible Belt. It is very uh, It is very interesting being gay down here. Yes. I'm born and raised here. I am a transplant from New Jersey, which we already talked about a little bit, but I came here for college and I've been here ever since. I'm so proud of this moment. Mm -hmm. You publicly came out as a transplant. Yes. So what what varietal are you in a transplant? Okay. Yeah. We're going to move on. (laughs) My my trans friends will get it. um, We are, this summer, this was kind of last minute. But we are going to California. California. Woo. Hit that applause button. I can't read. 
we're going to the Golden. It's the Golden State, or is that Florida? I wait, think wait, wait, wait. I no, think California is, is the Golden State. Florida is the Sunshine rush. State. Yes. So we are going to the Golden State. We're going to the Golden State. We're going to the Golden Coast. Oh, Gold California Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um Orange County B. Yes. I have only been to Northern California. So Which is beautiful. Yes. San Francisco was lovely, but it was also when I was like twelve. So I don't remember a lot of it. Highway one. Yes. Like the one that just goes Route One goes down the the coast. Yes. We drove from Washington through Oregon through California when I was in grad school. Um, and that trip changed my entire life. Like, seriously. Also, COVID was literally tailing him while oh, he was oh, doing yes, it. yes, yes. COVID was <laughs> yeah. tailing us while we were there. We didn't know it was going to explode while it was. We thought we brought it back with us to Michigan. Yeah. It was wild. Anyway. But we are going to visit Gunter's generous aunts for invite. Well, because they invited us to their home in Orange County. Yay! And so we're going to live our little Southern California gay fantasy fantasy and be around our people, which is exciting because I haven't really been in a blue area of the country in a long time. Well, the part that we're going to comparatively in California is actually a redder part, but... Um, But we are in proximity to LA, Long Beach. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be in OC, the Orange County. Um, I feel fine saying that because no one's going to know who we are and no one's going to come after us, I don't think. I'm not worried about it. Neither am I. Okay, great. <laughs> um, it's beautiful there. It, like, the worst, hottest days there are, like, nicer than any weather we get here all year. It's Especially lovely. right now, it's really hot and extremely humid where we live in Mississippi. So and we're going uh, for pride, so we're going to be yes. seeing uh, hopefully some RuPaul's Drag Race girls that we're fans of. We're going to see Jules. We're going to see Jules Long at Beach, Hamburger Mary's. Who is uh, a friend of my aunt's, so we're going to go stop by and say hello. Hopefully we're going to brunch. Yeah, honestly, I y'all... love to tip a queen. Do we have money? No. No. But do we have a free place to stay for vacation? Yes. yes. And, and. Oh, what was your and? The, let's see if we can do it at the same time. The, the plane. T- oh, plane. Tickets, tickets were very, very cheap. cheap. Period. More, oh. <laughs> more. More than. than usual. That was okay. Yeah. So we, we got on our the improv. tickets. For cheaper for both of us than it would typically be for one person to go by themselves. Oh, yeah. I flew to Michigan one summer to work a summer camp for like two and a half months. And the round trip flights were more than both of us are going to pay to go to California for a week and a half. I mean, Um, honestly, almost like double what we're paying. Like it was like close to six hundred, right? Yeah, and it we're paying wild. less than three hundred both of us. Yeah, yeah. Sar, sar. We decided to take this opportunity to live our best lives. I'm gonna start working in the fall, so this is like my last non-adult. I don't know. Vacation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're really excited. We haven't really done an itinerary 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 or anything but itinerary. i think we probably are gonna try to schedule some stuff we're gonna be there for 11 days y'all yeah and i'm trying to make it count this will yeah. be my third time in california and i love it there i love it there my last trip i was just ready to like move, move in <laughs> but we need money first yeah. so listen to his music so he can get a record deal <laughs> Not even that. Just listen enough to where I can make some money yeah. off of the residuals and the royalties. Give me all your money and give me all your residuals. That's what I need. <laughs> you can leave it streaming just all night long. Um, and what else are we doing? It's your up this week. My up is that we're going to get tattoos. Yeah. I have never gotten a tattoo, which we've talked about before. Gunter, I... how many tattoos do you have? Three. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say four, but that's just because I'm so excited. We'll show off what we get if we if and when we get them. We'll yeah. show them off on the video version of the pod in case anyone cares. We have sent um, kind of what we're feeling to an artist who said they can most likely work us in because it's kind of last minute. 
Um, it's not last minute. Well, that's it's true. like a whole month. But my thing is not to shade anyone who goes into a tattoo shop with exactly what they want and they just have the tattoo artist trace it. Been there. But I want the artist to like create art and put it on my body in their vision. So I like sent a few ideas, but I'm not into the whole like, here, can you just trace exactly this? This is exactly what I want. So what you're saying is you're a logical, reasonable human being who doesn't have OCD. I mean, sure. But am I? I'm the opposite. I'm like, I want this down to the pixel. But am I also nervous that that means... I'm going to get there and see it and be like, oh, I don't love it. So I'm hoping we get a little teaser beforehand or something so we can be like, yay or nay. Um, I mean, better to momentarily hurt an artist's feelings if you're not vibing with it than to and regret live. something that's on your body for yeah. the rest of your life. True. But it's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. Like Gunter said, we'll show y'all. We can put them on our Instagram or whatever if we get them. Just stay tuned. Anyway, on to the outs. The yes. things that we can live without. Mm -hmm. The things we don't want to deal with. Or just, like, sad. Yeah, sometimes upsetting. it's... Upsetting. Yeah. Upsetting. That's so upsetting. That's so upsetting. Do you want to go first? What's your out? Yeah, I kind of have a double out that happened today. Um, we swim in my parents' pool nearly every day during the summer, and we absolutely have been this summer. And I was swimming under the water, which I normally don't really do. I stay above it, which is fine. And I, like... Turned upside down to like, you know, do like a little swimmy swim court. We were, tr we're trying to get down. fit. So we were like doing real laps, you know. And so he was swimming on the upper surface mm -hmm. and I was swimming on the lower and then turned around to look at him. And then I felt something like pop in my ear. And there was like this huge pressure change with the water hitting my ear canal and me coming out of the water. It's still kind of sore. Um, so we just... Um, Mr. PA over here um, took care of me and... You know what that's called? What? Barotrauma. Barotrauma. Oh, baro. Like, like barometer. Barometer. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, but I was not a fan of that feeling of like my eardrum going... Yeah, no popping. perforation though. So we're good. Um, My other part of my out is some people... We're recording this on the 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. What? What... What more American, what is more American than, like, doing your grind for something that you, like, Getting your bag. Want, <laughs> want to, like, turn into something in the future. Like, grinding, creating content, doing your thing, even on a holiday. It's the American dream. It's the American dream. That's why you know what else is so American? Taking your rifle and shooting it a bunch of times in your backyard. Yeah, these people were literally <laughs> shooting what sounded like, you know, pop, pop seconds would go by and then pop pop solid for like 30 but minutes then they and then there was a semi-automatic that, that yeah. was going pop 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 it was pop, faster than that pop, yeah pop and i just like I bet they were shooting bud light cans waste of their own yeah. stupid money <laughs> um and bud light is now on the list on the shiz the way list. you just said it but like but like um we can call it but light from now on but because light yeah uh, is on the shiz list because they did not it came out dylan mulvaney came out and said that they she was not contacted by a representative or anyone from the company when all that stuff when went she was down. literally getting death threats stalked and everything yeah, yeah so it's like they wanted her for advertising purposes and her to reach out like to the trans, LGBT, queer, and allied communities so that they could sell their product and show that they were, quote-unquote, supporting a trans person. But then when the time came to step up and, like, be there for one of your your partners, because that's what you do, you become an advertising partner, um, they were dead silent, and so they're on my shiz list. I, I, not that I drink them anyway, but... Yeah. Anyway, these... People were just shooting and it's a residential area like there's houses all along this this strip but they think that because they live in the woods even though there's other houses because there's woods we can just shoot willy-nilly all we want and what is more american to those people than just shooting in your backyard for half an hour an hour there might or might not be babies in the neighborhood trying to sleep parents that are trying to get their kids to or their dogs to calm down as if the fireworks at night aren't enough 
anyway, that was my out. And it just felt like a big swinging contest, if if that translates, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it was annoying. Um, And just honestly kind of scary. I don't know. People are yeah, I don't wild love guns. Like a stray bullet when a, can go. When crazy. there's a mass shooting basically every day in the United States, I don't think it's a flex to be like shooting your AK forty seven in your backyard for fun. T. Um that's just my opinion. <laughs> um That's my opinion. My out this week is that I don't know if y'all have seen, but Grace Helbig made a video about how she was recently diagnosed with breast cancer. And um, we watched the video yesterday. I watched Grace all the time. Her and Mamory were like my girlies on YouTube back when I was in like high school. Did you ever go see them on tour? I did not, which I regret. But it was one of those things where like, I don't know. I didn't like want my parents to know I was watching that content. Not that it was bad, but... I was not out and everything. Not that that not that you have to be gay to enjoy their content, but I was just like, uh, they don't need to know that I'm watching that. So I'm just gonna watch this in my room on my desk, and then no one knows that I support them. But that all being said, she was a big part of my like growing up experience. Very sad that she is going to have to get chemotherapy, but she said that they caught it semi-early. I think she said it was stage 2A. 2A. Um, so it's not as simple as a get a mastectomy or lumpectomy, which means, you know, removal of the tissue or the breast. Um, she is going to have to get six rounds of chemo, I believe she was saying, and hormone therapy because it is triple positive, which means it is a little easier to treat because you can treat it with hormone therapy. Um, but yeah, she's probably... I'm assuming her prognosis or survival is very likely, but it is very hard to go through. So thoughts to you, good vibes to you, Grace, and hope you get better soon. And I'm sure she has access to amazing treatment. So, yeah. Yeah. But that's my out. Well, on a slightly less depressing note, today we decided that we would take a category of podcasts, Mm -hmm. podcasting, um, and kind of flip it on its head. And this, Trevor, when he told me this idea, I went, oh, that's so genius. I mean, it really is just taking other people's ideas and kind of smashing them together. But hey, that's what innovation is. So today <laughs> so. we are taking a deep dive into the rotted realm that is Reddit. Reddit. So there's tons of like... um pages on reddit r slash advice r slash uh 50 50 is one that source fed used to do a mm-hmm. youtube channel that i love um r slash true off my chest yeah, r slash like am i the asshole so There's people like, are asking yeah. questions or they mm-hmm. give like anonymous details about their lives and ask for people's feedback so they can decide what to do sometimes it's a cesspool and the people make jokes about the scenario sometimes they get actual advice um and some of our favorite podcasts are places that give advice or give some feedback or give critique or criticism um, to these scenarios. And we did two episodes like this previously mm-hmm. where we just looked at our slash advice. We didn't venture into the other realms. But yeah. And people said more of that. And so we're back. We are here to <laughs> yeah. give the people what they request and what they want. So we're going to take a smorgasbord. And Trevor has found some stories from different subreddits on reddit that we're going to read through and then kind of hash out and see if see if we can give these people some uh some worthy advice with our time so without further ado Adieu. we're gonna start the first thread is that what it's called a reddit post i don't sure. know but um this is from r slash am i the asshole this was posted 23 hours ago so fairly new Fresh Um, off the press. The heading is AITA, which is Am I the Asshole, for getting angry at my stepdaughter's lifestyle choices. Me, 35 female, and my husband, 53 male. That's an age gap. Just pointing it out. So she's what again? 35. Oh. And he is 53. Okay. Have been together for 10 years. 
25 and 43 when they met. Interesting. Okay. Anyway, sorry. No judgment. Um, have been together for 10 years, and I have always cherished my stepdaughter, 23 female, as my own. She doesn't see it that way. Hmm. <laughs> my he thinks there's yeah. something under the surface <laughs> yes. my son 17 male completely looks up to her though my stepdaughter never warmed up to me even though i have been in her life for nearly over a decade i've tried to keep her on the right path in life but she refuses to even listen to me anymore so i'm gonna stop you right there and just say the right path i know interesting seems a little seems a uh, judgmental uh-huh <laughs> sounds like a one size is supposed to fit all in this lady's uh opinion but recently she moved back into my husband's house after finishing her degree she says she's finalizing a lease but it's been three weeks since it's since and it's still being finalized in quotes y'all if you've ever rented somewhere you know a lease can take a long time to finalize <laughs> So, um, I don't mind her staying here, but her lifestyle choices have been starting to get to me. She works night shifts, but still decides to eat just processed food, even when I leave some leftovers in the fridge. She also disrupts me and my husband's sleeping schedule when she comes back from work, because she decides to shower as soon as she gets back, and she wakes both of us up when she does this. The biggest problem is her smoking habit. She regularly just sits on the porch smoking when she's back from work, popping out every few hours with my husband even smoking with her now. We had caught her smoking back when she was 15, and I had tried to warn her about the risks and had grounded her harshly back then, but nothing changed. It's like she doesn't care about her health since she'd smoke a pack of cigarettes every few days. Yesterday was my breaking point as I caught her talking to my son about her habits. She was telling him how if he wanted to smoke, then that's his choice, and how he'd have to live with that decision. I got angry at her for influencing my son, since he has never done anything like that. She tried to argue that she was just teaching him about choices and consequences. She then stormed off to her room, and my son refused to speak with me. She has barely spoken to me since, and my husband is now mad at me for shouting at her, and my son refuses to listen to me still about her influencing his behavior. That's the end of it. Okay. Is she the asshole? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the long story short, like, we're going to cut into it, but my immediate response at the beginning and throughout the end is, lady, you are a control freak. And you're also passive-aggressive, like, it's clear that you aren't communicating in a way that your stepdaughter can understand. Like, how old is the stepdaughter again? 23. So, 23. Yeah, she's old enough to make her own decisions. and But you're also way older and old enough to have a conversation if something is bothering you instead of letting it bottle up and then exploding and making it a worst-case scenario. Um also, my son has never done anything like that. Do you know what 17-year-old boys do? Gay, straight, bi, I don't know. They're always doing something sneaky. Don't, uh, lady, do not sit here and pretend that he is this perfect little Fabergé egg, this little uh, decoration that has to sit on the right shelf and has to be dusted X amount of times a day so that it's perfect for when company comes over because it's the one shining trophy you have in your life. He is about to be 18 where he can make his own choices and he can decide what he wants to do in many areas of his life. Yeah. If your daughter is having a conversation with him, you can't, you can't like censor that. You can have a conversation later and explain like, how you're feeling, but you can't control her and you certainly can't control a 17 year old teenager. Yeah. I just think it's, I don't know. Right from the beginning, I was getting like stepmom loves to say like, I've always cherished my relationship with her, but she doesn't see it that way. It's like, maybe that's because you're mean to her and you're yeah, judgmental. It doesn't like, sound like stepmom <laughs> yeah. is open to any kind of criticism to her communication or her relationship with the stepdaughter. Mm hmm. And she only sees the good that she's trying to do. She doesn't see how her controlling behavior 
and patterns affect other people. Yeah, and I think, so she brings up, like, three specific things that bother her, right? The first one is um, that she eats processed food when she gets out of work because she works overnight. What does that have anything to do with you? People only get that like, picky when things have been building. I know that feeling because yeah. I've been there in weak moments in my life. You only get that nitpicky when something else is crawling under your skin, when something else is bubbling. But the processed food shouldn't have anything to do with you. She's not yeah. forcing you to eat it. And then also, like, she wakes us up when she showers when she gets home from work. It is completely normal for people to shower when they get home from work. Buy some earplugs. Great. I don't you know. You taught your yeah. kids and your stepkids how to clean themselves and how to be hygienic. Yeah. It's just like. What's the alternative? She comes home from work and she's like gross from work and leaves and has her clothes. And to crawl and... into bed because you're trying to sleep in her. Like, I, I, like, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I feel like this stepmom will always find something wrong with the stepdaughter because of the smoking thing. And like, yeah, so that she says the biggest thing is the smoking and that she's apparently influencing her son to start smoking. But she literally said that um, like when they were having the discussion that she was telling him that if he wanted to smoke, then that's his choice and he'd have to live with that decision. She's mad that stepdaughter has a mind of her own and that she's also telling the son that he gets to have a mind of her, of his own the mom wants to be controlling in every aspect of her familial life well i just think like she literally said it herself she was telling the son you'll have to live with that decision if you make that decision yeah. she's not saying hey i want you to start smoking hey, come smoke with me hey smoking is so good for you love smoking <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, as far as we know, we only get her side of the... Well, no, this is the mom's side. Yeah. So I'm just... The fact that the the stepmom even admitted that she said that she said it's her son's choice, but he'll have to live with the decision, means that she was acknowledging, like, yeah, you can smoke if you want, but, like, you're going to have to live with that. So I don't understand why she's then saying she's influencing him to smoke. This it's feels... almost like she acknowledge that he has the ability to make his own decisions like you were saying and that upset the mom i definitely i'm not a psychologist i'm not a psychiatrist i'm just a person with ocd and anxiety and a lot of the tendencies that she is showing in this post are tendencies that i had towards people that bothered me before i got my mental health in check and started doing something about it when I realized it was a problem and it was making me angry and irritable and not fun to be around. Um, I definitely think that this mom has a, a manipulation, controlling OCD kind of habitual thinking pattern and behaviors here that probably she needs to get in check. And I, there are healthier ways to communicate this stuff ahead of time again before it blows up yeah so um, yes you kind of to me you're being the asshole the, i see where you're coming from but you're being an asshole yeah, about it the overall vote on this was you are the asshole yeah. <laughs> so just some comments that i i find like the top comments that i think are on the same lines of what we're saying mm -hmm. um you're the asshole you sound puritanical judgmental and controlling uh yep which i find very ironic given that you had your son when you were a teen and the father isn't your husband because math so i guess that person did the math and figured out you mm. know anyway if your son wants to smoke that is his decision you as a parent can only teach your kids how to make decisions you can't make them make those decisions it's fair to set boundaries and rules for an adult child in your home, but the things that you are upset about, she showers when she gets home, seem bonkers to me. She's an adult, and she probably sees you as a woman who is barely 10 years older than her um, and married to her dad. I wouldn't really respect you either. Mind your own business. Okay. That is... 5,000 upvotes like that a I lot mean of are... that is a more aggressive version of yes. what <laughs> I was feeling I don't know if I would say like I wouldn't respect my stepmom but you know I've never been in that situation so whatever but yeah, it, and it sounds now that I think about it 
we're, I mean, obviously from the outside, only thinking about the situation from like the present day, like examples that she's giving. But the fact that she said at the beginning that her stepdaughter's just never seen how she needs to, how she's tried to put her on the right path. There's a deep rooted history here Mm -hmm. where stepmom has been like commenter said, puritanical, judgmental. Um, I'm going to go as far as saying I can assume that this person is probably very bigoted in some of the things that they believe, and they probably say some pretty um, wax stuff, and that this 23-year-old who is younger but an adult on their own trying to make their own decisions and see where they want to go in life probably does not appreciate being told for years how to live her own life when they clearly come from two different generations. Yeah, and I also think it is, I wonder if there's, like, something that the stepmom has, like, like they were saying, um, and, and this person said, too, when you were her age, you were already a mother with a much older man, so I don't know why you think you're in a position to keep her on the right track. So I wonder if the stepmom has, like, I made these choices when I was younger and I just have to make sure that they don't make the same mistakes. I feel like that's something parents a lot of the time like harp on. But instead of it being like um, a feeling of where they're they're like feeling synchronizing isn't the right word, but like the empathizing or being like, I see what you're doing and I understand where you're, where like why you're doing this mm-hmm. here's some sage wisdom or something it feels very judge and jury like i'm telling you what to do without giving my she's not humanizing herself she just yeah. sounds like a dictator and um and just last comment i want to read is not to mention the daughter finished college is employed and is working horrible hours just to be able to afford to rent her own place while rent is astronomical like that's something i think the older generation doesn't think about at all they're like why don't you just move out i moved out when i was 18 you know like it's not that easy we both know this like um my parents were like yeah we bought our first house at like 22 23 and i was like huh won't be doing that (laughs) i'm 27 and i only have a car in my name because i've had it since i was in high school yeah (laughs) and it's been paid off for years by someone else but like this is a grown well 23 i still think is like you're not fully mentally mature and no. stuff but like but you're starting she's to she started out. a career she's just out of college like give her some slack and yeah smoking is not great i would not want my kid to be smoking either and i don't want to smell it around yeah. my house i understand that but yeah. there are ways to approach that and have the discussion and lay down some ground rules. If you're going to live here, but you need to smoke, let's, uh, can you set up a chair and a table like 20 feet from the house? I know that's inconvenient, but I don't want to smell it. And that is a, that is a, that is an agreement that we're going to have to make so that you can live here. Yeah. Cause I do think there is something to be said about like my house, my rules, you know, like, you know, again, it's as we talk about, I've noticed that when we do these advice episodes, the more we talk about it, the more things start to click into place. Yeah. Right track. The stepmom thinks that she knows what the right track and the right way to go and like go the right path. And all her, it's her way is the best way. <laughs> um, she's being very hypocritical by telling her how to live her life in X, Y, Z way. But I think it would be more mature and behoove you in the situation to do A, B, and C. Like, I'm saying that to the mom. I would feel like you being the one who's, like, 12 years older would be more mature. And it sounds like you're being a teenage brat arguing with a teenager. I mean, yeah. That's what it sounds like. Okay. So, those are our thoughts. Let us know in the comments what you think let us know in the comments if you agree or disagree we actually had a friend over the other night who listened to one of our previous advice episodes where we were giving some conflicting advice about uh, a college student whose Mm -hmm. scholarships and stuff were up because their grades went down because they weren't going to class and uh the person our friend definitely sympathized more with uh the person in the story and it made me rethink uh 
our, mm -hmm. our advice there. So we'd love to hear your feedback. So here's another one that Trevor found, but I will read it this time. This one is from r slash advice as of four hours ago. The title is I, 27 female, want to quit my well-paying job and work in a bar to go back to uni, which is college, typically yeah. in England European or countries, Canada. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So interesting, very relatable content. I'll try not to be biased. I used to love what I do, but my life is not easy, and I've misspelled IV, had the worst two years of my life and have started to resent my job. I've been trying to get my master's to switch career paths, but I suffer from ME. What is that? I don't know. Multiple exclerosis? I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I suffer from ME. Can you Google that and see if that's like a mm -hmm. known uh, acronym? And that can make a full-time job like mine and study really hard. My job, uh, that's hard without, um, Yeah. that that's... is hard without uh, a disease or a disability or a disorder or whatever. My job no longer makes me happy and I'm finding that I feel like I'm living to work, not working to live. Me both, baby. I have to put way too much effort in for very little reward and all I can think these last three months is that I want to leave and live an easier life until I can finish my degree and get my dream job. But I have responsibilities. I live with my partner and we split rent and bills and I have two cats and credit card payments to make. I already have a student loan from my undergrad. I'm paying off and my current job is decent pay. Do I just stick this out and wait for it to pass or do I, for the first time in my life, act impulsively and do what I want, not what's expected of me? My brother left uni to work in retail and he's living mostly his best life and I find I'm jealous of him, but my parents do not approve. When he did this, I went from being the underdog to the golden child with all their hopes pinned on me. I'm suffering yeah. from major emotional and physical burnout. What should I do? TLDR, I want to quit my well-paying job because I'm miserable and want to go back to you and need to change careers. But I'm scared it's the wrong choice financially and everyone will be disappointed in me. Help. Wow. I I just feel like... I, it, that, yeah. So Trevor picked this one, but I I have a very very distinct feeling that uh that he thought I might be able to give some <laughs> advice as if I well, figured anything. Not out. exactly. I just I read it and I was like twenty seven. Me. Um, quitting quitting my job. the job after a couple years, changing careers potentially. <laughs> Two cats at home, living with partner. Uh, like, yeah, this it almost sounds like I wrote it. Yeah, um, so I want I want you to give whatever you yeah. want to go first. Well, first of all, me is myalgic and encephalomyelitis. So something to do with the brain. Um, it's also called chronic fatigue syndrome. So encephal that's brain. Mm -hmm. Um, but chronic fatigue syndrome is the more colloquialized term. Um, and I honestly, we didn't learn a lot about that. So I don't know much about it. Yes, I am officially a physician assistant, Yay! not yet certified, but I am. Um, Congratulations. But I do not dear. know about that. So I will have to look into it. Thank you. Okay. Um, so uh, first of all, this is okay. This is very hard because... I have lived my entire life trying not to disappoint people. I want to get a tattoo about it and listen to, first of all, first thing, listen to I Drink Wine by Adele. Okay? How can one become surrounded <laughs> um, by choices of somebody? Because that song, like, changed my outlook and perspective on making choices regardless of how other people may view them or how they may feel about them, how they may look at you. Um, In terms of, like, progressing your own self emotionally like uh, career wise whatever um but it it really hit me when you said um like my parents see me as the golden child and i don't mm. want them to be disappointed in me um girl you just have to do you like i know that that's hard it's really hard 100% agree. um but if you're miserable, like, that affects so many parts of your life. If you're miserable, you're miserable to be around. Sorry, that's a lot to it's, hear. It's but true. it is true. Um, and it's just, when you're constantly going to work at a place that you hate it, 
it's really hard to find joy in any aspects of your life, especially when you live in a society that is so capitalist, you feel like you have to keep doing this to survive because everything costs money. So I can't throw away this money opportunity because um, money is going to give me happiness. And like, it's a lot. But if your partner truly loves you and everything, um, there are ways to still make money in grad school. Um, I know some people that attend grad school only at night, like they take night classes and things like that. Or you can be a teacher's assistant. Um, so I think... I think um, this might be a scary thing to do, but I think that you will be able to figure it out. It's going to take planning. I wouldn't just like be like, bye and peace out from your job. But um, I think if you if you do the planning, um, it'll work out. And I always encourage people to go seek further education if that's what they want to do. So. So listening to Trevor explain the beginnings of his advice, I teared up a little bit. I was staring at the levels and just was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my, oh my God. God. So I have a lot of recent experience dealing with this exact scenario. You 27-year-old. Mm -hmm. I'm also 27. So I spent three years uh, starting my music teaching career. I got an undergrad and a master's in it, like graduated summa cum laude, in my undergrad 4.0 grad school um, and made so much amazing music that I was so excited to take that experience and finally build something with it, like inspire other people by using the stuff that inspired me. And I worked for three years in a school where things were just coasting for the first like two years and I didn't feel like I was building very much into it. Now, COVID took a big part of that. And I'm going to guess that that the results of COVID or even COVID, depending on how long you've been in your job, um, that you originally got your degree for is what it sounds like. Um, maybe there are some aspects of COVID that have changed what you expected your career to look like. And now it is different because we've all had to adapt some systems have adapted better than others. Some people have adapted better than others and vice versa. Some things have adapted worse and are much more miserable to be a part of. And education across the board is one of those. Teachers are leaving the profession in droves. Um, I still have a hope that I would hopefully find a position and sometime in the near future in education. I'm planning on being a substitute teacher, which is not ideal, but... Um, that's another opportunity to use what I went to school for and still be able to pay the bills and make connections with students and hopefully inspire them to care about music. Um, any chance I might get, I completely understand what it's like to be miserable going to work every single day. Teacher Bestie and I used to sit in our cars in the morning and wait until the last possible like two minutes we had before we would be considered late clocking in and then we'd have to lose time, sometimes pay, whatever. And we would just sit in the parking lot when we got there and, like, look at each other through the windows and go, just shake our heads. And I would always take this big, hefty breath before I went in because I just didn't want to be there anymore. Um, you are not alone. There are a lot of people in a lot of industries post-COVID that are going through this. You're not a baby. You're not weak. You were not a wuss. You were not... A failure. You're not a failure. Yeah. You're not inept. Uh, there, I've been through that entire ring, uh, that cycle of emotions, and I still go through it sometimes. And Trevor reminds me all the time that there's a whole system that was crumbling, that had no idea who I was and what I wanted to do, and, like, thousands of kids to make sure that they kept safe, like, above... Uh, above and above all like before you even educate you have to make sure that they're in that building and safe and post-covid that's been really difficult and has been something that includes all kinds of safety practices and then the curriculums changed because online schooling made things change and the scores changed and there's there's a lot of politics in education that i knew was going to be there but was different post-covid things are just different and in some ways worse 
And I got to a point where I felt like I was constantly fighting an uphill battle, like trying to swim up a waterfall, beating my head against the wall, the, the euphemism I would use all the time. And this career that I spent six years in school for, that I fought for, and tried to be a star in, you know, like try to be the best student I possibly could so that I would be good at this career. Uh, the euphemism I used all the time was you can lead a horse to water mm -hmm. and you can beat it half to death. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I did, don't no, call PETA. <laughs> no, no, no animals or children were harmed in the making of this euphemism. Um, you can beat it. Ha you can lead a horse to water. You can beat it half to death. But if it doesn't want to drink, it's not going to drink. Meaning you can put your blood, sweat and tears, which did happen. I bled and I cried and I sweat a lot to make and a lot of money out of my own pocket was spent trying to come up with ways to make my classroom work better to make my lesson plans work better my rehearsal strategies the music that we had in the classroom and it just collaborated with other music professionals collaborated with like, others yeah. yeah like i had a whole network of support from other people doing the exact same job in the same county i was in and something had to give and nothing else was giving. I, I wasn't making any progress. I was actually losing people from my program. I was Father losing. Is is yeah. Oh, oh I hit played two. both of those at the same time. Um, Mama, this is garbage and the struggle is real. I was losing people in my program. I was losing support for my program. I was losing respect for just me as a teacher. And I had enough. And one day, uh, I had a horrible conference with a with a, we'll say, um, an older member of someone's family, who I'm not even sure I was like legally supposed to have the meeting with. I'm not sure to this day. And it just did not go well. And I was personally attacked by someone who's never seen me actually do my job because, turns out, there are a lot of people that don't care how I do my job. They just care about how their kids' feelings are, um, and. I had hit my breaking point after three years of trying to make something happen good with this program and make people care, and they didn't. And I finally hit my breaking point, and I signed my resignation after talking with my partner, talking to my family, my friends, my other colleagues in the same career path with the same level of education that I had, um, but people who were more experienced and could give me some wisdom. And every single person, not a single one told me anything different other than yeah i we've heard too much mm -hmm. when like we've heard too much about what's going on with you and your situation and what's going and nobody in good conscience could tell me to stay in that job one more day the closest we got to someone telling me not to leave the job was someone saying well, maybe stay until you know financially what you're going to do, but I wouldn't go back next fall. <laughs> that was the closest it got to the staying at the job side of it. Everybody told me to leave. And the reason I decided to finally sign the resignation and leave was because I had put myself out there to the people who were above me, who could make a change, who could do something. And I made it clear what was going on in my classroom, what I was feeling. I had the receipts of interactions and the the the, the write-ups and the history of the bad behaviors and all the stuff. And I was always the one that was being told I needed to change the way that I was doing things. But no one was ever in my classroom to help me out, to see what was going on, to give actual advice. It was just, oh, when something hits the fan, you need to fix it. I, I don't know what hit the fan, but you just fix it. Someone's upset. Yeah. Anyway, that was a, that was a long winded story to let you know that I put my blood, sweat and tears and soul, um, into my career and my career didn't give to flying fill in the blanks and it was time to leave. And the reason I was able to leave was because I had a semi-plan of, okay, well, I can substitute teach or teach music on the side where I have more control over my hours and where I am and what I'm doing, what students I'm working with, right? Um, I'm still job searching, like, 
full disclosure, I'm still looking for opportunities where I can have a little more say and I get paid and treated like a respected human being instead of um, how I was being treated previously. And I had a partner, I have a partner who worked things out with me and we discussed what the plans would be and what my options were and how it would affect us. And we decided that the, the best thing for me to do as a person, as a friend, as a partner, as a family member was to get out of a toxic environment that was taking everything that it could from me and giving no acknowledgement back. Yeah. I would say also, um, if you're, so you said um, that you're suffering from major emotional and physical burnout in the medical field, which I will be working in and have kind of worked in for the past year. Well, and before that, but anyway, still. Burnt out medical professionals are a major risk, and it does not help anyone to show up to work every day not being able to perform at your highest potential because you are so burned out so it may in addition to you being worried about upsetting your family you may also worry that you're leaving a a job that you know that could put people out or, or something um but you also deserve to be utilized to your maximum potential and to reach your maximum potential and you can't do that if you're feeling burnt out and miserable at a job so if you think and I think you know that quitting and figuring out a way to get your degree and start a different career is the best thing for you to do I say do that I say make sure that you have a way to support yourself well, or, yes, that's or at important. least a plan or an idea or some yeah. savings um, if it's like mid year and you don't have anything lined up I wouldn't jump out of it willy nilly the reason I, I like I stuck through the end of my contract, even though I was ready to walk out of the building and never come back. Um, it got that bad. And I'm not like I'm a dramatic person like Trevor will attest to this. I write music like it works for me. But when it comes to career working, I it literally took me like a full year to come out of my shell. And even then some to start making close friends with my teacher bestie and start showing a little more of who I was. I took it, I took everything very seriously and was very professional and a, a little anxiously. So the first year, why did I bring that up? I don't know. Say what you just said, because it was leading to, you something. have to be able to perform at your best potential. Something along those lines. Keep going. That's all I said. No, you said something else. Uh, You're not going to be able to perform your best or reach your highest potential. I don't know why I brought that up. But anyway, oh, I brought it up because I take work very seriously. I try to separate personal from work a lot. And it took me a year and a half to start bringing who I was into my work, which in music and the arts is like a given, like you should be able to do that. But as a gay person in the South and also taking jobs very seriously, this career that I wanted so badly, I took it very seriously and wanted everything to be perfect and blocked out, whatever. And I was ready by, the, by like March of this year, 2023, to walk out of the building and never come back because of the way things were handled and the way I was treated by um, someone who's never been in my classroom before and the lack of support that I got for it. But I stuck it out to the end of that contract because there were going to be repercussions. In the state of Mississippi, it is actually legal for if you break your contract for your employer, if you're in education, to contact the Department of Education in the state and get your license revoked, as far as I'm aware. Um, and I just didn't want to risk that in case another opportunity showed itself by the next school term. So I continued the end of my contract to make sure that I was still in good standing with the Department of Education. I could still potentially have some other opportunity to get my foot in the door in this career if it's what I wanted to do, if I was just in a bad space. Economically, 
Trevor was finishing up grad school and had some prospects, uh, a few more than I did at the time. So we decided that we would kind of risk it and that I would leave my career since it wasn't going to be the money making one anyway. Um, and that I would spend a little more time looking for some options for me. I would make sure that you have at least a, like your feelers out and your network, friends, family well, looking for jobs. She already said that she's going to work in a bar to go back to university. So you've already got yeah. something. Yeah. You're going to make, uh, yeah. well, well, they say uni, so I don't know if they do tips at bars in like European or Canadian. Yeah. Not sure. But if, but Hey, that uh, it's a job. If you think that yeah. you can support yourself, if you're looking for some kind of validation away from the, yeah, I can support myself, but like, I'm giving up on my career. Maybe a lot of people don't give up on their career. Their first opportunity at that career gave up on them. Yeah. And this isn't some self-help BS, some like, you've done nothing wrong. None of us are perfect. But there are times where it's just not the fit for us. And that career opportunity at that moment gave up on us and was not giving us what we were giving it. So you got to get out of that scenario Go, go. Yeah, and who I, cares what your parents think? Well, yeah, and I know you said like your brother left university to work in retail, and he's living his best life, but your parents don't approve, so you're worried like a similar thing's gonna happen. First of all, again, do you? Your parents, you're paying your bills. Your parents are not paying your bills, so that's the first thing. Yeah. Second thing is, um. Your plan is to go back to school to get another degree. It's not the same as dropping out of school to go work in retail, which there's nothing wrong with that, first of all. But, like, it is a different situation. So don't just think, well, this is how my parents view my brother, so they'll probably view me the same way. Like, don't. The amount of yeah. people I know that went to school for music, like, that were my colleagues and peers, the amount of people that are now not working music, including me currently, is, like... Mm -hmm. a, lot, a lot i think it's like um oh gosh i can't remember i think it's 80 percent of people i could be pulling that out of thin air a lot of people in their first three years of teaching quit who went to school for their mass like like went to school for education leave the profession within their first three years and then go do something else some careers aren't meant for some people and it's not your fault we're, we're all told at 16 and 17, at least here in America, that you have to know what you want to do in your future and you have to have it figured out and planned out. And sometimes we think we know what we want to do and then we get into it and it's it's not what we thought it was going to be and we're not a good fit for it. Yeah. Simple as that. And also, I know 27, which, I mean, it's for me to say this, it doesn't mean that much because I'm 25, but I know that at 27, I feel like, people feel like they need to have everything figured out and they need to be like established and it, they can't change their career at that point because they're old, but girl, you're not old. Okay. You still got time. There are people that change career paths in their fifties. Mm -hmm. Like you will be fine. Don't let age deter you. If, if that was even on your mind, I just want you to kick that out of your mind because you have time to become successful in whatever field you wish to be in if you oh. have the opportunity think about the amount of people in this world that don't have the opportunity yeah. to choose what they do with their life if you have the opportunity to get out of a miserable situation and do something that you feel is going to lighten your load your burden mm -hmm. and give you an opportunity to redirect your course take it don't let other people's hypothetical opinions stop Dictate you from doing life that. yeah because at the end of the day you're the one that's going to need to be happy with your life one day yeah okay. i hope i i, I just want to say before we leave <laughs> i hope my story and my rambling didn't sound more like it was therapy for me i get the best help when people explain their situations and like even the nitty-gritty and if it's just like the right thing that i needed to hear I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, I can actually relate to this person, not just like a generic like, oh, it was a line of advice or whatever. Like when people let you in on some things that they've been through, it really does help give 
that that empathetic connection. So I hope that the story, if you hear it, person writer, because we're going to put in the comments under this that we've answered it once the video goes live. Um, I hope that my story helps make some kind of sense and doesn't make it sound like I was taking your story for myself and just being like, eh, well, here's my situation. I hope it helps. Anyway. Yeah. Well, Trevor. we had a third one, but why don't we save it for another episode? You think so? Well, y'all, our neighbors are starting to shoot off fireworks, and I think that might interfere. And I think that was a good thing to end on. It was a very heartfelt genuine response okay. um yeah we, and we've been recording for yeah, like an for hour an so hour. It's, a, it's a decent length um but we will probably do this again uh, there are many other subreddits that we can explore but i think we had two 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 good ones this episode so. and this one's going to be so easy to edit because we didn't yeah. cuss or nothing <laughs> yeah. um but cheers to that yes um we hope you enjoyed this this is going to be one of our shorter episodes but um, we hope you enjoyed it we hope you gained something from it. We maybe even gained some stuff from it ourselves. I feel like sometimes talking through things makes you I have mean, your own realizations. I mean, so. <laughs> 27 female wanting to quit your job. You got me looking back and reflecting and with crying. two cats and living with a partner and rent. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you got <laughs> yeah. me reflecting on my own career and my own path. And you've also reminded me that there are there are ways out. You do not have to be stuck miserable. Yeah if you are willing to do the work you know yeah so um ah. we still got our stickers okay we still have our stickers. we're not seeing enough reviews people yeah. leave us those five stars Look, write a comment i, I know we yeah. might sound rude to some of you <laughs> yeah. but i'm not going to apologize mm -hmm. we give you free content so if you're listening we worked for free for you when in America does anybody work for free anymore? You gotta you gotta pay for everything. You gotta pay for like free beats, like royalty free beats. You gotta pay for free beats. Like for your videos and stuff. I don't oh, know. That I thought he meant like beats in the ground. Uh, like for real. Beats on the ground? Beats <laughs> on the ground. You gotta pay for everything now. You gotta pay to use uh the cart at, at certain grocery stores that will remain unnamed. Um, you gotta you gotta pay for everything, all right? So we're giving you free entertainment, free content. If you like what we do, even if you don't like what we do, give us a thumbs up and five stars <laughs> on your podcast app of choice, your um, platform of choice, and write a written review. And you could be the and proud you win owner. A sticker. One of these lovely stickers I'm showing them on YouTube right now. Yeah, this big one fits perfectly on a car yes. or on a laptop. Mm -hmm. And this one is designed specifically so whatever orientation you put it in with Trevor right side up or me right side mm -hmm. up, it still shows on a laptop screen or something at, at either angle. All right. So we, uh, we design all our own stuff. We are completely self-produced self-engineered self-recorded mm -hmm. all that fancy business if we you, do our own research mm -hmm. if you just if you want a sticker the instructions will be in the description yeah so. the long story mm -hmm. short is give us five stars leave a written review and follow us on instagram subscribe on youtube send screenshots of your review to us on send instagram the receipts and we will literally pay for the shipping to send you a sticker. Yes. And they're nice. They're from like Canva or something. They're mm -hmm. they're like vinyl stickers. So you can like peel them off and put them back on, I think. Yes. Um, you can find us on our social medias. Um, as soon as <laughs> Facebook releases its new Twitter competitor it's called this Threads. week. Yeah. Um, we're gonna add that to it. So mm -hmm. be looking in the in the description. But you can follow us on these current socials. As of July 4th, 2023, our YouTube is up and out pod. Our Instagram is up out pod. Facebook is at up out pod. Our Twitter is up out pod. Let's see how much longer that lasts. TikTok is at up and out pod. You can find me Gunter on TikTok, my website and Facebook at Gunter the singer. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Gunter McCourt. You can find Trevor on TikTok at Terrell1227, two R's, two L's, and Insta at Trevor T. Van Vliet. Our podcasts are currently available on Apple, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, and Google. If you have episode recommendations or any feedback you'd like to give us. Or if you, you want advice. Yeah, if mm -hmm. you want advice, we can leave it anonymous. It's up to you. Just let us know. You can send us an email at upandoutpod at gmail.com. 
Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of the Up and Out podcast. We will be back next week with a new episode. So come back, subscribe. Honestly, if you're listening to this and you even, if you want advice on picking a nail color, I don't know if you should take it from me. One of my nails is missing. (laughs) Um, If you want advice on that thing that you've been eyeing that's in your, that's in your uh, shopping cart online and you just want some advice. You want to send us a quick little email. I promise we'll read it. We'll read and it. And we will keep it anonymous if requested. Yeah. If you don't want it or not, whatever. If you've yeah. got if you've got friend drama, if you've got family drama, send it to us, uh, mm-hmm. please. And also share us with everyone you know. Yes, share us because <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just going to keep it real. Some of those trends are starting to trend down, and we need those trends to go right back up. Yes, and if you haven't watched um, last, and it's free, week's, it's something that you, you can do already for free to said help us. Free. I know yeah. but they can. You can if you don't have the time or the patience to do a time star review or a written review or to send us an email. You can at least click that, boop, the little dots on the app of choice. Click share or copy link and put it somewhere. Send it to a friend that you think would like us. I. And um, because then when we get big, you'll be part of the original small group. You'll be one of the OGs that we recognize. But also, if you haven't watched last week's video, please do so. Listen to the album Circles by Leon and follow along with our feedback and let us know what you think about it. Yeah, she's amazing. Mm -hmm. So you definitely want to listen along and pause and play as we do that review. Yes. But like I said, we will be back next week for more of this tomfoolery um and uh it's playing to it yeah time again oh well (laughs) um like we said the dysfunction that is this podcast um but hello it's me god those are our cats calling because they're scared of fireworks so we're gonna go take care of them (laughs) um (laughs) goodbye goodbye (laughs) (laughs) 